Hey roadies, welcome to episode 30 of the Ramblin' Van. I'm back, uh, another full day of work, back at it. Kind of driving all over the place today, but it's been a good day. Episode 30, trying to think of a topic for you guys today. And I can't really think of anything. I keep back bouncing around between trying to come up with a Navy story trying to come up with a work story (laughs) um speaking of work i guess we can go that road so briefly after the navy i worked in the field of deep sea robotics um at first i got a job building unmanned submarines so they were remote operated rovs remote operated vehicles Uh, If any of you saw footage of the uh, BP oil rig repair where they were stopping the oil flow, you saw robotic arms. You may have even seen shots of the submarine that was doing those repairs. That's what I worked on. That's what I built when I first got out of the Navy. That was my first job. And then I, uh, I got... From there, I went in, worked for a company based out of Louisiana, operating, maintaining, uh, repairing those out in the oil field out in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, I was only there for about a year. It wasn't my favorite job ever. <laughs> Money was great, but the uh, environment was not awesome and the schedule was awful. Uh, I got out of the military because I wanted to be a dad. I wanted to have a family and it's just not, there's some people that do it well and a lot, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that do not. Sorry about that yawn guys. Um, downside to recording the way I record right now is there's not much I can do about it when those yawns come on. But I got out of the military because I wanted to have a family. And when I got into this job working in the Gulf of Mexico, the schedule was five weeks out at sea and two weeks home most of the time. That would vary. There'd be variances here and there. And uh, if you had something come up, you could postpone your shipping out, your rotation out by a week or whatever. Uh, They were fairly lenient with that. But if you didn't work... Uh, they had, you know, you had a minimum amount of time you had to work within a month or within two months or whatever. Um, but suffice to say, your two weeks included the travel time. So I was not home much at all. Uh, I actually felt like I was home less in that in the year I had that job than I was home in the military. Because uh, even in the military, you know, at worst you deploy for six months in the Navy. And I'm only speaking for the Navy. You deploy for six months, but then you're home. Usually, not always, but usually you get some time off when you get home or just before you go or shortly after you get home. Sometimes you got to wait, let some other guys get their time off first and then you get your time off. Uh, they, you know, you get to go and leave. Uh, but, it, but when you're not deployed, it really was like a nine to five job for the most part. There's always exceptions and we would go on uh, workups where you go out to sea for two, three weeks or uh, one month or, you know, 
short little stints like that or you'd get you'd go to a, another base in another state and be there for a month or whatever but but even at that in a year I was home more than I was at that job working in deep sea robotics work, working in the oil fields so for me it was kind of counterproductive to my main goal my main goal was to be able to be home and have a family now the money was fantastic so it really served us well in that season of my life um, that was the same right around right after my now wife and I had started dating we'd been together uh, not quite a year when I took that job so or almost a year I think we'd been together almost a year when I took that job so we didn't have kids we weren't married uh, but I had proposed we were engaged and uh, we got married while I was working that job and I told her I said well as soon as there's a kid on the way I'm finding another job because I I'm not going to miss that much of my kid's life and uh, the very next rotation out, out to the Gulf, I got a call from my wife at home saying she was pregnant. <laughs> so it was uh, pretty sure she got pregnant on the honeymoon. So uh, that next, I didn't say much to the bosses. The next rotation home, I started looking for work. I enrolled, I decided I was going to enroll in college, start go to, I'd go back to school and get that knocked out as quickly as I can, as early into my children's life as possible so that that would be taken care of instead of trying to juggle kids, childcare, school, work, all of that at the same time. Um, but the reason, the other reason that job was so miserable, and that's kind of really what I wanted to talk about was a lot of the people I worked with. Most of the guys that I worked with out there, and I say guys because it was 99% men. I think there was... The job sites I was on, there was females on site twice out of the whole year. And they were only there for the day. I think one was with the Coast Guard and they came out to do an inspection. They're basically the OSHA of the of out to sea. So, uh, so yeah, the one time that she, there was a female there that came out and I think there was one other that was like part of the uh, corporate for the oil company came out for one day for something. I don't know, way, way above my pay grade. But most of the guys that I worked with were from... Texas, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. And there was a few of them that I got really close with. They were great guys. Um, I invited them to my wedding. They, you know, like we connected really quickly, really strong. Um, but the other guys out there were the exact opposite. There was zero connection. There wasn't going to be any connection made because they all assumed because I was from California and I didn't drive a truck, that I was uh, homosexual and super liberal and like just anti everything that they believed in, which none, none of that is true. I'm more open-minded and I try not to judge people 
I guess if that makes me a liberal in their eyes, then they were right. But it just made for a really nasty work environment. And ever since that job, I really... I try to treat everybody that I work with as the individual they are. And again, there's, you know, even in this job, there's, in in every job, there's going to be a few individuals you connect with more than others. But I've found I don't want to be the guy that makes my coworkers hate their job. I'd like to be the guy that, that when somebody is mad about their job I don't at at very least I don't even register on that radar (laughs) you know what I mean like they hate the job they're they're thinking about all the things about it they hate and I I don't even come up so that's that's been my goal since then they were pretty uh judgmental they assumed they made assumptions and never even attempted to discover if those assumptions were accurate or not. Uh, it was it was pretty nasty. And then so then they would also make a point to have discussions that would be offensive to most people. And I've got pretty thick skin. It didn't offend me. But what did bother me was knowing they were doing it to get a rise out of me. Um, it never did get a rise out of me. I never gave in. But they continued to do it. And it just. I don't know, to be stuck in a place where you're stuck on an oil rig or a boat, you're working 12 hours on and 12 hours off, all of your time for three to five weeks is with these people. To have maybe one person you get along with, and more than likely they're on the opposite shift, so you're never going to hang out with them anyways, was really depressing. It made for a very depressing phase in my life. The time that I was home was awesome because I was making really good money doing that. And then when I was home, I was off. So I had like a week and a half of free time. So that was pretty nice. That was great. But everything else about that job was miserable. So I think what I... The point of all of this is like I said, like, you know, my goal now is to not be that guy. I just would... I'd like to encourage you guys and gals listening to think of that when you're dealing with your co-workers even the difficult ones you know just try and be aware of how you treat them and how you respond to them Um, you don't know what they're going through you don't know what they're dealing with or where they're coming from Uh, that's i mean that's good advice in life in for life in general but in work specifically it's a difficult place to be nobody very rarely does somebody want to be at work there's probably other at least one other place they'd rather be if not dozens of other places they'd rather be Uh, so that's my encouragement to you guys keep that in mind think of think of your co-workers not as the enemy or even as the competition but just as as your teammates and do the best treat them as as well as you can even if that means just kind of being professional and and nothing more maybe that's as good as they deserve to be treated but do that much at least um, what do you guys do when you have those co-workers that that make it a miserable place to work how do you guys deal with that let me know hit me up 
Um, you guys can leave me a message on the uh, Anchor app. That would be fantastic. Or hit me up on Instagram. You can private message me there or comment on my posts. Let me know what you guys how how you guys deal with those difficult coworkers, those coworkers that make you feel like you don't belong or make you feel lesser than. All right, guys. I'm going to let you go with that. Um, have a good one and keep on rambling.